Uh, yeah, good work in my left and my right. You are. Correct. I know. Do I? Do you watch me pause that? I oriented myself <laughs> yeah. to you. Uh, yeah, but it's not actually. It's not. It looks like that, but it's not that. Like it's. Still it doesn't be, feel. It doesn't feel bumpy. Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand and a sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 214 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Believe five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, CE bro of this podcast. Most awesome. That's right, baby. And you're my, you're my, uh, se- yes, you're my, <laughs> you're my senior uh, executive, bro. What's yeah, there we go. Right? Yes. CEO, bro. Of operations, yeah, 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 yeah. You're my, yeah, my C, C, C bro, P. <laughs> SPP. I'm good, bro. Knee oh. deep in packing, my brother. Knee deep in packing. Oh yeah, we're gonna cover that a little bit. I, I don't want to mm-hmm. jump into it because we do. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Living. Yeah. So I do. I have some questions to ask. Well, I do want to say though. Save it for an later era. in the pod. <laughs> I it of an era like we do. I know you mentioned it last time, but like uh, breaking down Mad Studios. Um, Midwest there. That's what we call it, right? Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not seeing the black curtain behind you is just wild. It's wild. I know, I know. Exactly. It's definitely like the curtains have been pulled back. Yeah. You can see I literally record the studio is underneath the stairwell. Yeah. Uh, in the basement. <laughs> so so <laughs> now, yeah. Like you're still like you're squatting uh Mav sports po- podcast studio somewhere. Like yeah, just, exactly. You went to the first abandoned building you could find that had an outlet <laughs> and a pod microphone. You're like, well, I could pod here. We'll do yes, this. Yes, 100 percent People have said I'm the Harry Potter of podcasting. Oh, anyway. well, we got some magic on this episode 214. We're doing NBA playoff picture. We're gonna have Tom Fleming back on the pod, our NBA go-to. Uh, breaking down kind of what that playoff picture looks like, what to expect. We're going to do MAB fixes moving cross country. Uh, that's right. We got most awesome moving and then uh, friend of the pod, Chris Allen's moving from LA to Boston. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to fix those moving. Nobody likes to do it, but we got some tips. Do Mabflix CEO implosion TV shows. I'm knee deep in it, folks. I've been watching all of these, all the ones, if you watch it, if you heard about it, these ripped from the headlines, these actual stories, I'm here to give you the update, which ones to watch, what to expect, these performances that look insane from your Jared Leto's to your Joseph Gordon-Levitt's. I got your answers. Uh, then we have time. We got to hit that inbox. We got um, going to redo the conferences in the NFL. It's kind of based on, we'll see what we base it on, um, but we got a, our emailer of the pod wrote in and wanted us to break that down, which we're going to do. I'm very specific in the rundown today. Very specific. Maybe yes. Can... Itemized <laughs> sub points. Everything. The Neapolitan showdown. We're doing best Michael Bay movies. You can rank those. You're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're a power. It starts now. Extra, extra. Read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich. You better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. Tom. What's going on? What's up, buddy? Uh, well, just kind of the, the overall, thanks for hopping on. Just kind of looking at the overall playoff breakdown right now. Like, uh, let's hit the just the elephant in the room. Lakers not making it in. Can you remember a team that, like, preses, and I know you're loving it. <laughs> we'll remind everybody, big Clippers we have. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I'm a Clippers fan, but I'm not a Lakers hater. But 
this particular squad, I mean, you, you heard me talk about it, uh, you know, previously, I didn't ever think that this squad was going to be able to get it done. Did I think that they were going to end up not even making the, the plan? No, but right. I didn't think that they were going to be competing for a championship. So it's right. not that much of a surprise. Yeah. I think it's more of a surprise that they didn't make the playoffs in any shape or form. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't think that they were a championship team just based on their, their age and, you know, just what a long season it was going to be, but, um, but yeah, not to even make it into the playoff or into the play-in games is, is quite a uh, falling short of what their expectations were. Yeah. I've heard it mentioned a couple of times as the most disappointing Laker team of all time. And it has to be in the conversation for most disappointing team period of all time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, people bring up the Lakers thing and they're just like, uh, and they bring up records. They're just like, no, you know, there, there are some teams like, you know, like post Kobe or whatever that like didn't do well, but it was just like, yeah, but those teams weren't going in like projected like right. you know, number two, number no. three overall in the league. And like, yeah, like just kind of, it, it's kind of weird to see like where they go from here also. Like if they really think Anthony Davis is the future for everything and like I, on, like, I don't know. Personally, I think you got to look at options to trade both LeBron and AD this summer because they have, you have no cap space like between uh, Russell Westbrook is damn near untradeable. <clears throat> and the thing is, is like, there's been rumors recently that Charlotte might take a look, but you have to imagine that Charlotte's going to want a couple of first round picks. And from what, yeah. How far are you going to push those out? Yeah, right. Exactly. You are, you already don't have one until 2027. So I mean, are you going to make it 2031? Because in right. the NBA, you can't trade consecutive. Yeah, uh, steep in, the steep and roll. Yeah. Um, so oh, it, I don't know if listeners know that. What's the steep and rule? Ted Steepen was the owner of the Cleveland Cavs way back in like the mid-70s, late-70s, early-80s, somewhere in there. And he was just – he didn't – you know, he wanted to keep his payroll low, so he would just trade off for, uh, future first-round picks consecutively. And so the NBA stepped in and said, hey, you can't, you can't do this any longer. Yeah. Can you not trade consecutive first round picks just in one package deal? Or do you always have to control every other year's first round pick? You have to control uh, every other year, right? So it's like if I trade 2025, I can't trade my 2026. Okay. And you have right. to, I've got it. But there is a bit of a loophole. Essentially, on draft day, you can draft a player for another team and then immediately trade that player. So right. theoretically, you can, there's a workaround. You're not going to be able to include it into, you know, a, a, a deal that includes the other picks. That would be illegal on several different fronts as far as the NBA is concerned. But in a separate deal entirely, on draft day, you can move that pick. Okay. Well, yeah, loophole. Okay. So uh, let's go with it. So that's enough Lakers talk. The Lakers got all the. <laughs> yeah, they're screwed. We learned new rules. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. I'm real, real fast. Give us, uh, and most awesome, you can do this too. Give us one team that's outside that you would have liked to see land inside the playoffs, and then one team that's inside the playoffs that is just kind of wasting all of our time. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I would have said the Pistons, considering I said that I told I thought that they were going to make the playoffs last year uh, when they drafted <laughs> Kate Cunningham. So, so I would have loved to have seen them made it and just make make me a little prophetic uh, going forward. Uh, the team that is uh, wasting all of our times. I mean, we we're talking the play play in game, game. I mean, try to keep outside the play in if you can. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if it's like a seven or eight, like you know, Brooklyn could be an interesting call, but. 
yeah no 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 i mean i think like i'm I'm gonna go out there and i don't know i every year i get super excited about the jazz i think each of the last like playoffs i've been like oh jazz jazz are gonna be there's just something about them that they're they're like an analytics you know guys wet dream but the fucking the jazz i just feel like i'm they're just gonna waste my time again this year like i don't i you know they, they i i don't think that they're gonna get past the the maps even though they're a very good team yeah. And real fast, uh, before you jump in, Tom, just give listeners the breakdown of the playoff picture right now. Uh, the play in tournament, you guys can look all that shit up. But uh, the Western Conference, uh, the one seeds Phoenix and the two seed Memphis, they're waiting to see who they're going to play. And then you have Dallas versus Utah in the four five, Golden State versus Denver in the three six. In the Eastern Conference, Miami is your one seed, Milwaukee is your two. You have Philadelphia and Toronto in the four five game, Boston, Chicago in the three six. Tom, who do you have on the outside that you'd like to see in? Who's inside that's wasting enough time? Outside looking in, um, honestly, I don't have one at this point, especially with the play-in structure. You're, you're really deep diving. I mean, you know, most awesome is perfectly fine saying that it's the Detroit. Yeah, you can say it As too, Tom. You don't have to fucking leave me out there on a, on a bridge. <laughs> I'm going to try not to piggyback on any of All right, things. there you go. Thank you. Uh, with that in mind, uh, my waste of time at this point, and I hate to say it because I like the team. They, uh, I like the way they play. I think that uh, completely healthy they're a contender in the east at least to get to the eastern conference uh, finals but the chicago bulls they've been I was wondering about that. It's been pretty terrible since yeah. uh, basically the all-star break um, give or take uh, but they're dealing with a lot of injuries it's almost no fault of their own um, they're a better team defensively than anybody thought they would be but lonzo was a big part of that and with him getting shot excuse me, shut down this week um, for the entirety of the playoffs, no matter how far they make it. Uh, yeah, I think they're the one team to me that that just isn't going to make it any further. Yeah, kind of looking at this right now, let's cover this real fast. Um, your clip sitting here in the eight seed. We're going to see them actually kind of get into this tournament? Yeah, I definitely think they're getting in. What they do when they get there is a completely different story. If they beat Minnesota on Tuesday, uh, they've got a pretty interesting path to get back to the Western Conference Finals. You play a Memphis team, which has been really, really good this year, um, but they're still young. They have absolutely no experience in the playoffs, um, with the exception of Steven Adams. And that Clipper team is getting healthy. Norm Powell, back. PG, back. There's still rumors out there that Kawhi could come back if they make it into a seven-game series. So, theoretically, you could see a full-strength Clipper team in the first round against a team that has almost zero playoff experience whatsoever. So, you get past Memphis, and you're still in that 2-3 zone um, where you could be playing the Warriors, um, uh, in the second round, who are another team that I feel like is flawed. I feel like if the Clippers can avoid playing Phoenix until the Western Conference Finals, sort of gain some of that chemistry that they haven't been able to um, put together with all the injuries uh, going forward, that's the only path I see to them sticking around. If they lose the game to Minnesota and beat the Pelicans in the second game, you know, squeaking into that that one eight matchup against Phoenix, I think that's that's a really bad matchup for us in the first round. So um, we'll see. It's a bit of a coin flip. We'll see what happens in Minnesota on Tuesday. 
Paul, is this Phoenix team one of the most overlooked, could run it back champions that we see, which is 17 losses with not a lot of people talking about them? Yeah, it really is interesting how, like, I mean, you know, obviously you've got Chris Paul, age is going to be a bit of a factor there. But I mean, they're, they're, they made it to the playoff or they made it to the conference or they made it to the finals. Jesus, they made it to the finals last year. Uh, no one thought they, they kind of blew it against the the Bucks. I mean, everyone thought that they were going to run and take it home. It was going to be CP3's first chip, right? And just kind of cement his legacy. Here they are. They're coming back. Uh, Bridges has, has kind of stepped up. He played every game this year. Booker is kind of, you know, is a, you know, do-it-all score. Aiton's going to be your center post. You got JaVale McGee, who I really like coming off the bench for them. You've got a couple other pieces in there. Cam Johnson is a good shooter. Like, they're a very solid team all the way around. And I think that they have enough versatility and size and, and what they can do defensively to kind of like match up against most teams that they can run against. And, you know, Chris Paul is just going to be a, a fucking tactician when he goes out there and he's going to lean on the advantage in any series and push it to, you know, to the breaking point of where they're going to come out a, a ahead. That's the the reason why you have a guy like Chris Paul in the, in the game, because he's fucking, just a genius when it comes to just looking at all the angles and where's the best advantages on the court. So um, very, very quiet. I'm, I'm glad that you brought them up because I do think like, I, I, I'd be shocked if they fell short of the Western conference finals, if not making the finals again. Uh, you agree with that, Tom? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. They're solid top to bottom. They can play small. They can play big. Um, Aiden's taking a step forward defensively this year. Cam Johnson is, taking a huge step forward as a scorer um, to go along with the fact that he's, he's a phenomenal defender. Mikhail Bridges, another phenomenal defender. Booker's right. better defender than he's ever been. Um, and whispers, whispers of MVP candidacy being the best player on the best team in the NBA. Um, I don't think that he ends up higher than fourth behind, um, you know, Embiid, Jokic and uh, Giannis, but, he's still been absolutely fantastic. And Chris Paul, by all accounts at this point is healthy going into the playoffs. And that's, you know, all that's been a question mark probably every year for the last decade. So um, they're on paper. They're as well set up as anybody. So let's jump over to the East right now. We've heard all season long, how kind of, this is the conference that is like, you know, just like hands down better than the West. We kind of oh. they have a lot more depth team wise. I want to kind of go through just the top seeds and get each of your guys' take on what this team needs to do to make it to the Eastern conference finals. And then what will actually be their roadblock? Like what can get in their own way if they would do it. And we'll just go ahead and start with the number one seed, the Miami heat. Tom, what do you think that he got to do? to make a solid run and then how are the heat going to fall short? Uh, stay healthy. Yeah. Or get healthy. Um, Cause they've, they've been another team that has, I think their, their initial projected starting five has played something like 108 minutes together total for the entire season. Um, so it's just like one of them has been out at least every single night. It's just one of those things where they just haven't been able to put it all together. Um, the other thing for them is, is Jimmy Butler. He's been terrible offensively absolutely horrific like borderline ben simmons bad um you know he's still a phenomenal basketball player as a whole but he's a weak spot and they run lineups out there that include tyler hero and um duncan robinson 
those two are horrifically bad uh, defensive players. I think Duncan Robinson, by some of like the advanced metrics, uh, grades out as the worst defender in the entire NBA. Um, so they're, if they can avoid lineups that feature both of those and they can still succeed, um, and I think part of that has to be Jimmy Butler somehow finding his stroke again um, and allowing them to sit one of those two uh, during, you know, I, I, they'll get past the first round. But after that, it, I, I just, I don't know what happens to them. There's a serious gap there. Uh, what's your tackle? The two seed most awesome Milwaukee bucks. I mean, you know, here's, here's the thing is, is, is you've got Giannis, um, you know, you've, you've got size Bobby Portis coming off the bench. Um, I think that they really just have to rely on their, their big three again, Drew Holiday, Middleton, like they can't fucking, they can't shy away. They can't have spots like they had last run where it was like, who's going to be the guy that's going to kind of step up. Are we going to get Chris Middleton for a couple games? Is Drew Holiday just going to kind of vanish for stretches uh, here and there? Like, I, I think for them, it's, it's going to be like, can they like turn it up a notch as a championship you know, uh, you know, repeating championship team. Uh, we know what Giannis is going to do. He's going to play hard. He's going to play fucking dominant. But are we going to have a little bit of shooting outside to balance it out? Um, I, 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 I think that they're going to have a really tough matchup because I think Brooklyn is going to take that seventh spot, and that's going to be a tough matchup when we think kind of Kyrie and Kevin Durant starting to kind of gel a little bit maybe playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They got Seth Curry, Andre Drummond. So now we've got a little size in here. So that'll be a very interesting first round matchup, but if they can make it out through there, um, I think it is, you know, going to be, but then they're going to run into probably the Celtics. It's going to be also another, and it, this Celtics will be interesting to see when if they get Robert Williams back um, in the second round. I think he's going to be out for four to six weeks or saying, I think that's still the same timeline. So hopefully Robert Williams gets back for them because that, that's a difference maker for the Celtics defensively. So I think it's a very tough path for the for the Bucks to get back, but they're going to need Drew Holiday and fucking Chris Middleton to step up in order to really kind of you know make a make a, a return trip to the finals. Tom, what do you think about the 76ers team? I mean, was the addition of Harden enough to actually take advantage of Embiid? Nope. Is- I'm near MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I love when you keep it simple, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the reality. I, like, I, I can I can call myself this. I'm a hardened hater. I like I've never liked his game, and the way that he approaches it mentally is a problem when it comes to clutch performances. Um, he has been terrible in every game that means anything for the Sixers since he came over from the Nets. He was notoriously bad for the Rockets in clutch situations in the playoffs previously. He has three, as the number one option on a team and a future Hall of Famer and arguably the best offensive player in the NBA at the time, he has three three for 11 games to his name um, in between Houston and, and Brooklyn. And that's, that's just not acceptable. You can't be that guy. I also think that the way that he plays the game doesn't translate terribly well to the playoffs when 
referees start to swallow that whistle a little bit more. He is so reliant on those, uh, on getting contact and yeah. getting the calls to get to the line uh, to be effective that uh, it, it really does handicap him in a playoff situation. You think I, that got exasperated this year? Like with this, them intentionally like making that rule about like the way he drew contact, it seemed to be behind between I him. Do, and I also think it, I do, but I also think it coincides with the fact that he's what, 32 years old now. And he's not quite as quick as he used to be. Um, just physically, he's, he's not quite there. He's dealt with hamstring injuries over the last couple of years on top of the fact that he is getting up there in, athletic years mm-hmm. um i there's yeah i just i feel like he's he's just not going to be there for you when you really need him and in that sense he's no better than than ben simmons he might actually be worse because at least ben simmons contributes on the defensive side um and he can still distribute um so i yeah i also lived through many many years of doc rivers in the playoffs and i know that he just doesn't make adjustments and it's what killed them in the bubble against Denver. It's what killed them against Houston several years before that with a three, one lead, he is rigid. And that's great when you have three future hall of famers, like he did in uh, Boston. But when you don't, you have to scheme, you have to adjust. I mean, that's what the playoffs are about. Like arguably, any coach that you're coaching against in the playoffs is a very good coach. So you have to continue to make those adjustments to uh, find a weak spot. And yeah, I just, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that team. I think best case scenario, they're out in the second round, best case. You think in first round, you're thinking they're going to get carved up by uh, the Raptors then in the first round. Nick nurse is, I love Nick nurse. I'm a big Nick nurse fan. So. Nick Nurse is one of the three best, you know, coaches in the NBA. That team defensively is really good. Mm-hmm. They are, they're just so scrappy. They clearly, they, you know, there are enough moving parts there that are young enough not to understand the stage that they're standing on. And then the guys that do have experience, well, they left have over that championship team. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Siakam and uh, Van, Van Fleet are, you yeah. know, holdovers. Yeah. And OG and Anobi as well. Oh yeah. Uh, so it, it's it, it's a good mix. They weren't supposed to be this good this early, um, and you're going to be running up against a team that has seen a lot of disappointment over the last three or four postseasons. That adds up. That adds up in a big way. It's going to be something that the Sixers are going to be thinking about if they get down 0-1 or 1-2. Um, in that opening series, they're going to start to wonder whether this is just another flame out or, or not. Here's the thing in the, in that series, the Raptors, if Joel Embiid really wants to prove that he's the MVP of this season, this is the series to do it because they, the Raptors for all those things, they don't have anyone that can really like check Embiid. So if you, I mean, they can kind of patchwork a couple of guys, but if he wants to dominate, he needs to dominate. This is the series to do it. If we get, you know, flailing all over the court and, you know, falling down all over the place and bead, you know, complaining to the rest for fouls, it's, it's not your MVP season to have, Joel. No. And I just, I, I worry, like I said, they don't have anybody that can counter Embiid, but they have a lot of guys that can swallow up James Harden. Yeah. So, going to be a series where 
Oh, you think 100% of the load is Scotty, Scotty Barnes, OG, all those guys are going to be like, they're going to be hunting James. They're going to make James Harden miserable. They are going to make him miserable. And they gave up, you know, some of that shooting in that trade. They're, they're going to struggle to, to spread the floor. Um, Tyrese Maxey is a really good player, but again, a really bad defender. And I just, I feel like Nick Nurse is going to hunt him on the offensive end as well. So, um, it, yeah, I just, I, it's, it's an uncomfortable matchup for the Sixers. And, you know, just personally, I, I don't have a lot of faith in them. So I could definitely see them going out and one. All right, let me get your Easter. And remind me again, like the NBA, is that a true bracket or is it like the NFL where the top seed gets to play whatever the easiest seed is left in the next round or the lowest seed? True bracket. It's a true bracket. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, give me the your guys' Eastern Conference final, your Western Conference final, who we have in the finals, and then your championship team. Most awesome, you go first. Ooh, uh, I, I'll go because Tom doesn't want to uh, match any of mine. I'm going to take the easy one. I'm going to go Suns <laughs> in the West. And then, um, man, I really wish I knew. I'll go, I'll go. I said it earlier, so I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Celtics out of the East. That's the Celtics. Who takes it all? Oh, who takes it all? Let's give, let's give it to Chris Paul. Let's give it to the Suns. All right. I like it. Man. Well, unfortunately, those would actually have been my two picks as well. So... (laughs) Um, oh now now who's copying who now you could have you got if you had said the pistons i would have left i would have left the little dude on the phone no i'm not actually going to take that i'll go i I still think that milwaukee has it like they've got a ton of experience they've they've been calculated in giving their big guys rest especially those that went directly to the olympics last year so brooke lopez is back now um that shores them up defensively um and they've been missing that for a long time so i think yeah, I could easily see the Bucks making it back. Um, if you're going to take the Suns, then I'm going with the Clippers, baby. There you go. I left it open <laughs> for you. Don't forget the That's right. You're allowing me to be the up. homer that I really am. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm sure you were nervous. You're just like, please don't let most often take the Clippers. <laughs> and you're lucky. You went with the Suns. You went the other way. He's like, okay. oh, uh, I will go with uh, – I'm going to go Suns versus Brooklyn Nets. Oh, yes. Oof. Hang on. Hang on to your Brooklyn Nets team. B. <laughs> that, that bet I made suspended season, that bet hung around for 18 months to see myself lose $200. Year and a half all spent. Um, and then, yeah, then I have uh, the, the Suns. Finally, um, Chris Paul gets his chip. Um, all right, time you got a little bit uh, longer. Come back and judge the Neapolitan showdown for us. We're doing best sure. day movies. All right, great. Let's do it. Come on, my man. Bring it back. Bring it back. Come, come. Uh, I need you to sign right here. Can I just get your signature? Sure. Sign right here, please. Sir. Got it. Got it. Oh, perfect. All right. MAB fixes moving cross country. Uh, so you got a move going on. Yes, yeah. Alan, friend of the pod. He's got a move going on. How, how can we fix this right now? Always a nightmare. What's the thing you hate most about moving? Let's talk about that. And you've had to move across country too. So you've moved a few times. Yeah, I've moved a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, 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 Dr. Mrs. The Commission, I have counted. We have lived in seven places together in our 15, 16 years or so together. So we were averaging a little over two years a, a move there. So we, yeah, the, the, the worst thing is, is like, 
when you move a lot, you basically you're like, oh, what is in this like assortment of like wires and box? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of like that stuff that's just like, man, I don't know what this is, but we better we we moved it once before, so we better keep on keeping it. That's the worst thing is like going through your shit and like, do I need this or do I do I pack this again? You know what I mean? I I don't yeah, I don't I never yeah. use this. Yeah, there has to be like we're talking about like maybe like you had a BlackBerry, like that BlackBerry charger, or maybe if you had the hard drives, like the older hard drive, like Firewires, those bigger ones, and like remote controls, if you like don't even yes. have the TV anymore. It does, there comes a point where you have to have like a little confidence where you just got to be like, fuck it. You know what? If I got to rebuy this, if this comes up again, like I'd rather buy it again than move this to a new spot and have it take up room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and if you're paying somebody to move it, you're like, do I really want to pay somebody to move basically like garbage for me? You know? So just get rid of it. So what is the movie? Yeah. So definitely get rid of it. I, I like a good, if you haven't used it in the last year, I think that's with clothing, with cords, with all that stuff, you know, it's a little different, like having like doing like production and post-production. we got so many fucking cords, like just mm-hmm. I think like getting rid of that stuff. Like if you have like a third pair of scissors, like even kind of getting that down, but where does, so when you hire movers, I'm sure you get to a certain level, like this is post-college and everything like hiring movers cross country, like they get involved. Where does your work stop and their start? Mm. It's interesting. I, in, in looking at, so here's the thing is, is like a lot of movers now have, unless they're like moving across the country, a lot of like flat rate shippers, you can do that. And they're going to give you like a, like they're going to give you an area, like a cubic feet, like as much as you can fit in here, we come and we bang it out. But like moving like in town, a lot of the ones that are doing it now is basically by the hour. So that becomes a dicey proposition. If you're like, well, I'm kind of like, I kind of got shit everywhere and boxes are all over the house and whatever, you know, like this one in this run, our, our thought is like the more we can do like, consolidating the boxes getting them into one area and then just leaving like the big ticket items the stuff that dr misses the commission and i are not going to be able to move ourselves like beds sofas that sort of stuff like and even then like downstairs in the basement in the brandana abode like we're like piling up all the stuff like hey this is all the stuff that's going out right here any boxes that i can carry and manage myself up the stairs i'm getting in that in the garage we're just parking out on the street and and in their driveway that way you know, because they tell us like how many guys are coming. So in my mind, I'm going to start barking orders and be like, hey, you guy, low man on the totem pole, you're just ushering boxes into the truck. You four big boys, you're coming in here. You're breaking down all the stuff, getting all you're, you, you turn into the foreman. Like you're right. I, I am going to, I'm about to, because I'm looking at their hourly rate. Going, sure, sure. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah. I better I manage this crew. So I did, I'll keep mine super short because I moved cross country. And this is just a pro tip. If you're just like a single dude, like I did do it like last year, a year and a half ago, whenever it was from New York to LA. And it was like, I did the Just pack four shirts and just live out of your suitcase for- <laughs> Yeah, the suitcase. You're like, data wrap on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've arrived. Moving's easy. Yeah. Easy all the time. But I just got one of those little, like, uh, one of those little cubes. It looks like those mini storage units. I think yeah. it was like eight feet by eight feet or something and just stack that thing to the ceiling. They moved it. I think it was like less than like two grand or whatever. Obviously there's a lot more stuff like by the hours are interesting. So it's not like it's, you know, if you hire people to clean your house, like sometimes it's awkward. Like you're sitting there working on your laptop, you're like hanging out, watch TV, while they're doing like your fucking dishes and stuff. You're like, this is an awkward hang, mm-hmm. but like, you don't feel awkward. Like having those three guys, like watching them move your couch and shit. It's just like, this is what I'm paying you for. Like, let's, let's go. No. Here. Cause yeah. Cause I've done the other thing where we moved from like, where we moved to Lansing down to, to where we are now 
And it was like, load them up, get in the car, drive two and a half hours, three hours, and then have them unload. And then it's like, it's one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, fuck it. I got to get my hands dirty. Let's just yeah. get this shit out of here. You know what I mean? We're going like, think like seven miles. So we don't, we're not going to run into that, but you know, um, again, if I'm paying by the hour, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I might get in there and get a little, little, little hands dirty too. So will they, they'll do everything. Like if you wanted to, you could just have them walk into a house with just like the boxes, not even like broken out and like with tape on them. You could just be like, pack up our house. Let's move. Yeah. You can definitely do that. You can hire that. Man, I don't know. I don't know who does that, but that shit gets wildly expensive. Cause that's all by the hour too. Yeah. That's why, like, I, I don't know. Like it also seems like a little, I don't know if I'd want someone else packing my boxes. Like I kind of know what the score is on that. Yeah. Like, like it's a good opportunity too to like kind of touch everything just to be like all right is this something i can get rid of is this something i don't need mm-hmm. yeah there is definitely that and two like the good thing is is like we're like we close on our house next week and move next week but then this house we're selling we've got like a couple three week uh, yeah like two two and a half week layover in between so there's some things where like i don't know where this is gonna fit not like anything that like is the two of us can't move or we can't get into like a pickup truck or like a van. We're like, get that all over. But anything that's like kind of questionable, we're also kind of being like, yeah, we'll just leave this here. And if we don't think that there's a spot in the new house, we're probably just going to sell it. Like, you know, Craigslist style or if I could leave it out on the curb, I don't know. You know what I mean? So what like condition do you need to leave the house you're leaving in? Like your old house? Like, do you have to do like, is it like in college, like check it out with your lease? Like you're doing a walkthrough and shit with the like check mark and they're just like, we got to replace this. And like, it's going to be 25 bucks. So you cut him a check for like $72. And <laughs> the mailbox. I love it. I love it. No, no, no. So there's, there's going to be some things that come up in, in inspection. Um, but like part of the term, part of their offer was that they'll cover like up to three grand of any repairs in the house. So, um, you know, I know that like, there's a couple things that like there was a back door that's going to be whatever, but like, you know, the, I probably shouldn't say that on record. I don't know of anything. <laughs> no, if, no, if any appraisers or inspectors in the local Michigan yeah. area are listening, I don't know shit, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's stuff like that, but no, you don't really have to like check out, but I mean, you obviously, you want to have a good handoff. You don't want to have anyone being pissed off. Like the people that when we moved in, like first time homeowners, like they left, they left kind of a lot of garbage behind that we didn't realize we're kind of like, Oh, all right, that's fine. I guess that's part of the deal. Come to yeah. find out. It's like, no, that's not really part of the deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, the last thing. Okay. So we need to look at this by the hour. It would be what can save time. So are you like pre-wrapping your furniture with like the furniture pads and stuff? Oh no, 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 not to that. They're, they're going to do all that. I'll let them do all that stuff. Like it's really just like all the boxes, um, they're, they're bringing some wardrobe boxes so we can just go straight from like the closet, you know, in there. And then like, you know, any of the, you know, any of the stuff in the garage is packed up. The shed is packed up. Um, all the like unfinished portion stuff like in the basement, we like went through, put all that in there. And then like all of like the bathrooms would, we basically like kept some of the essentials out and like all the medications and all that stuff were like, we'll just leave it in a box open if we need if some you know kid has a headache or runs a temperature or something like that we'll just have that loosely open you know we packed up the china that's all packed up um packed up the entertainment center packed up all like the decor but like all like the pictures and stuff like that 
Like we just moved downstairs into the bar. I'm like, I'm not paying somebody to move pictures over, especially when we've got a couple of weeks. So we're just going to leave that there. You know, don't, oh, don't touch do, it. Oh yeah. You can do like little shuttles. Yeah. Over. I'm just going to, I'm just going to shuttle that over one day. You know, we took Thursday, Friday off. So we'll have the whole like long weekend to just kind of unpack while the kids are at school. Although I found out, I take that back, found out kids, good Friday, they have off. I was like, fuck. Wow. It was, that was the, the plan. It's like, you guys are at school. We're just going to mow through unpacking, but no, they're going to be all over, all up in our business. And so the last thing I guess this kind of bleeds into like almost like a parenting tip, but so is there, is there like a couple nights in a hotel or is it pretty much you just get the new bed set up in the new place and it's just like, boom, just the next day we're like, we're just over there. Yep. Just- yeah. They're going to go, they're going to wake up, go to school uh, from this house and then come back from school and they're going to be in their new house. It's going to be exciting. exciting stuff. Super exciting. Yeah. I don't, I don't be weird for them. I don't know how they're, they're all like pretty like old enough to know and like recognize what's going on. It'll be interesting to see. Oh, well, remind me, we'll circle back with the uh, MAPT on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to talk about room choices and Ooh. room selection. <laughs> Much heated. Much yeah. heated. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um, all right, bro. Um, Matflix. All right, so usually we kind of do something like the last time we did Madflix, I think we both watched Tiger King or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what we called it? I think we called it Madflix. Is it? that what we called it? I don't know. Maybe yeah. we did. We we called we watched Tiger King and then we watched Love is Blind. The Love first is Blind, that's right. Yeah. You haven't been able to watch this because obviously you're you need to send me out in the field because while you're packing up stuff and making sure you're getting your dollars worth and all your boxes ready to go when these movers come over. I did you a solid, bro. I went on a scout mission and I watched all these series of TV shows that are coming out about these CEOs. So you like know, it. so here's here's the three shows we're talking about. We're talking about the dropout, which is the Elizabeth Holmes Theranos story. Mm-hmm. We're talking about We Crashed, which is the WeWork story, and then we're talking about Super Pumped, which is the Uber story. So they're all about like see like younger What's a, super pumped, pumped, super pumped, yeah, pumped. I think it was just like uh, this, the guy that started it, uh, Travis, whatever his last name, was just kind of like a bro. So it's just kind of one thing that says, just like, I'm super pumped. Like, it's just kind of like how they, how they. Oh, uh, okay. I was thinking it was like a stock thing or something. I was like, no, okay. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. So how do you want me to power rank these? You want me to do one by one? Like what, how do you want me to handle this? Ooh, you want, let's, you want to run down? let's give me the reason, the one reason for each show that you should watch or the intrigue. What, what makes it interesting to watch this show? Okay, uh, that, right. that's what I want to know. Okay, so there are like little, I haven't really, I would watch the Uber one, the Super Pumped, because uh, that's the one I had the least information about, just actually kind of yeah. that, that story. Like, you know, we heard about the the CEO like resigning or getting ousted or whatever, and just like kind of like that bro culture he had, and like he getting out. So I knew less about that one. Great the, point. Uh, the We Crash, which is the We Work, super obsessed with that story and also like jared leto is it looks insane but he's act his ass off like he's hitting home runs like Anne hathaway's hitting home runs so it's just, yeah the performances the performances in this and just like how much it's actually pulled from like bringing that podcast and if you haven't listened to the podcast i think it's uh i think it's on wondery it's by the same title we crash but depth is like an eight part uh podcast or whatever it's fucking great and there's also a book out about it but it's just like the, the podcast is fantastic so it looked like i and it goes a little bit more to like the relationship side of it than i thought it would which at first i was just like you know like i kind of just want to know about like this you know buying up all the real estate and kind of this but you realize how big of a piece of that picture it was especially how 
like his wife kind of like got into that and then like started the we grow thing so i mean watch it for that and then the dropout so there's um there's a theranos documentary on hbo i don't think it's i don't think the it's called the dropout though i, I don't remember what it's called but there's the elizabeth holmes documentary on hbo which right. is pretty fan fascinating to watch i've, I've seen it a couple times but this one like amanda seafried is awesome like she's doing like the voice and everything and like really going i would say with all of these like they're really going for it i would say the only one that's really missing the mark is like kind of joseph gordon levitt like he's just such a like theater actor or something like the more like a which one is he is he in he's in the dropout he's in super pumped so he's he, in super pumped i got gotcha. yeah, he, he plays the ceo of uber in ah super gotcha yeah there's just like you just see him trying so hard to like really it's like a nerd trying to act like a bro i don't know there's just something like just not ringing true so he, he couldn't he couldn't pull it off what he did in don juan it could bring that exactly. back yeah which is fine because it's like i didn't mind him in don juan I don't, there's just something right. not genuine about his actual like acting as opposed to like the choice of the performance but right. check it's i still got kyle chandler from friday night lights Ooh, i like kyle chandler yeah so yeah that was and it's um it's by the guys that wrote billions but it's really like it's doing like mixed media stuff. Like it's just really taking kind of like big hacks. Like think a little bit about like maybe um, the big short, how the big mm. short kind of just like played by its own set of rules, you know, like it had like the, like Selena Gomez and this isn't by the same creators or anything, but it had like the Selena Gomez moments where it just kind of goes into like kind of like this different, like there's kind of like a video game sequence sometimes in here, like they use graphics. So it's just like super pumped is really trying really hard to just kind of like separate itself. Uh, I would say that the uh, the Theranos one, the dropout, kind of starts really pacing like a little bit like a Lifetime movie. Like it's just the production value doesn't really stand out. She's doing a great performance, but not getting a lot of help from like the other actors. And like to, eventually, like at the end of the day, I think what doesn't lend itself to these stories too is knowing how they end. So if you can't really find that like, kind of original in you're just kind of watching something unfold that you already know as a, and i think that's mm -hmm. where the dropout gets a little slow like you just see that but then we work it's just worth it to see jared leto just fucking going for it and going insane it's so really what's your what's your power rankings on these then power ranking in my three spot um and you know as i was about to put super pumped in the three spot but i got through like the fourth episode and i bumped up a little bit just for the curiosity of the story so yeah in my but I'm going to have to put the dropout, even though, like, I love the work that Amanda uh, Seafried's doing. In the two spot, I'm going to go with Super Pumped, even though Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance is a tough hang. And in the one spot, the story I know the most, but it's still, like, just fucking fascinating, would be the Wheat Crash. This is, this is amazing, because I love your point is, it's like, I know nothing about the Super Pumped story, right? The yeah. Uber story. Because that's when I was like, I don't even know what the third one is when you're going down the line. Because I had seen like, I'd seen the re -cra We Crashed and like the whole, there's a documentary, I think, with the WeWork stuff as well too, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. And like that came out of like, that came out of nowhere. It felt like it was like, boom, it was here. And there's this story. And I was like, I know nothing about this company. I've never heard of anything. And, I've, and this guy seems like a legit sociopath, lunatic, <laughs> the WeWork guy. Just all the yeah. stuff that you heard and the the theranos story the elizabeth Holmes story that one i feel like has been out there forever like i've known about like she was the og bad ceo you know fucking and the, like like the like such the rudimentary like 
you know, trying to dress like Steve Jobs and like deepening her voice to to yep, command totally. more. Pre- yeah, that's like wild shit, man. Yeah, there's a scene in there, like, and it's still it's worth a watch, at least the first couple of episodes, just to see what Amanda Seyfried's doing. It's just like there's a scene where it's just like uh, that Alabama song, I'm in a hurry to get things up. But it's like, it's just her like looking in the mirror, like when she's finally like kind of getting the money and she's just kind of like, you just see this kind of like crazy, like look in her eyes, like where she has this like drive, but it's like a little like unstable. You know, where I think you see from Jared Leto, like there's this kind of like this drive, but it's more of just like, almost like this greed or this just like, like this wanting all this money to be like just this almost like self-validating like right. get all the cash to just be like to be a player to just like have all this attention and then the uber one is just like you know bro bro gone wild it's basically that he just gets, he just goes nuts huh he's like i had a great idea and we're just fucking yeah and it's just like being a bro about it. it's just like you know like uh pissing contests all over the place and like it's using terms like super pumped you know, like all that stuff. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny, like, to see how because we because we've been on a tear. We've been on a a different jag. We've saw inventing Anna, which I think I talked to you about, which is the 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 fake German heiress. Do you hear about that? Do you hear about this? This is with the chick from Ozark. Oh, um, yeah. Which which one from Ozark? The and, little blonde haired oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. She she played. She's great in it. But it's just a wild story, and then you and now we're we're just watching. It's a it's a documentary called Bad Vegan. Have you heard of this? I've seen it. I should I jump into it? I've seen it there. Like it almost caught my come my almost caught. Yeah, my it's spin. a fucking well. It's like it's just it's just insane about like how far it keeps going and like how one dude can just like hoodwink another person into believing like all this nonsense like that he's this like fucking jason Bourne like guy who basically doesn't know anything then he's talking about that he's going to make her and her dog eternal he's they're going to live forever and she's like she meanwhile she's running like a very successful like high-end raw vegan restaurant in new york city and like all these celebrities like giselle and tom brady are going alec baldwin are going and it's like these this guy's just like a this like supreme con artist um and then he's bilking them in the in the business for money ultimately we haven't got to the point where they get go on the lamb or they go on the run but they get busted in the most ironical fashion a vegan gets busted because they ordered domino's pizza to their place (laughs) it's so great it's so wild these stories are so wild and like that one's just a crazy guy you know you know just hoodwinking a woman but it's just it's bizarre to see these people like reach like such smart people like she graduated from university of penn with like a business degree she's like a smart person running a business and then like how the fuck are you gonna get like just bamboozled by some idiot you know what i mean online yeah that's so funny that's what we're talking about it's just like with the we work thing and the, the we crash like it's just like all these people just like you know given like the valuation to this company and everybody's kind of like turning a blind eye to this, like this, this bullshit of just wanting to believe and just like so afraid to miss the bus. That's, it's kind of funny that it all falls underneath that same umbrella of just like people just willing themselves to believe or just how you can kind of just believe something you really want to believe even in the face of just like 
all this stuff that is just like there's no way this can be fucking true and that's with like the inventing anna this fake german heiress this woman who basically pretended that she was a german heiress and that she had all this money and she was like 20 something like 22 or 23 years old maybe 25 let's just round up and say 25 who like navigated through new york high society and had all these people willing up to like line up and give her hundreds of millions of dollars for a social club that she had no business like even entering in but people were absolutely convinced that she was this german heiress with all this money but then you see like all these like random events where it's like oh she should just step in and pay and then she just bullshits like i can't get my money can't do it my my dad has cut off my credit cards and then they all just pay for her anyways like it's really it's really a wild situation when you see all this like people only wanting to believe what they want to believe and if you show them enough stuff that they'll just go oh well all these things add up but if you literally like it's you can't see the forest through the trees right you're so close to it but if you were to step back and realize like man these people are fucking wackadoos i just wonder how much of that goes on you know what i mean in this anna delvey this inventing anna was so close had the funding come through and hit and they didn't maybe they somebody pushes some paperwork at one of the, these banks and give her she she's wins she wins she has her club she has everything set up and the fucking money will start to flow in but she just she couldn't play it that long enough to get yeah get so funny yeah like that fine line between like fake it till you make it and you know just like everything just kind of like blowing up in your face like hey, here's a lesson guys it's just like if it's too good to be true and it like looks like bullshit trust your instincts don't be afraid to be the only person standing up in the room being like this yeah, yeah. it's like bullshit it's no good um sweet okay all right emailer of the year hit us with this email he wanted us to re-division and re-conference the nfl uh is this just because teams have moved and shit like is the i took it as the idea like he was just like let's get all these teams kind of closer together i think so that's how okay. i that's how i did it yeah i did it geographically i did it i tried not to move you i try to keep with the tradition of where you were at like if you had been in that division for a while i didn't want to move you unless i had to and then obviously i think the conference thing is if a if there's more than one team in the city you want those teams to be in different conferences oh see i blew it up all together oh and, and i kept them and i just I made all new divisions and all new conferences. Nice. Okay. So people understand what we're doing here. So what we're doing is emailer of the podcast wrote us and he was just like NFL, you know, it's the uh, 30, 32 teams just re since teams have moved, you know, like Cleveland uh, wasn't anymore or Cleveland moved to Baltimore. Then there was a new Cleveland and all these like expansion teams with like, you know, the Texans and stuff. It was just like, you had to just redo them, like reset up the conference and division. That's what we did like with all 32. So I, like we said, we broke it down. Don't have to run that back. Um, okay, so let's start with the uh, the AFC East. I only have one change here. Well, well, mine doesn't even look the same anymore. Oh, so. okay, you try just, you run us down what yeah. you have. Yeah, I may have misunderstood the assignment. No, no, but, not at all. No, there was no- I, I, I have our- well, Tell our, us the our, basis and what, why you chose to do what you do and then run down all regionally i just grouped them four at a time closest together and i kept okay, them cool. and so and then i because i even like the idea i like going away from the, i liked it like if they're in the same state like 
let's get after it. Let's fight it out. I Sweet. want yeah. I want to win this. Give me the state title in, in every, every year. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I like it. So I, I, I have two conferences, the MAC, right? The most awesome conference and the BAC, yeah. Thanks, the Brandana. Nice. I don't know what A stands for, but <laughs> it, I was like kind of like BAC blood alcohol content. I like it. It kind of matches. <laughs> It'll fit. She'll do. Okay. In the uh, the dickhead fan division, I have these are the actual names of the divisions. You know, I is got that. the <laughs> okay. Thanks. Is the Pats, the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, the New York Football Giants, and the Buffalo Bills? Yeah. All good. regionally. Then I got the. Who the fuck actually roots for these guys? I don't understand who these team-based fans are, but this division. Are, are we in Florida, I'm guessing? No, 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 no. no. Okay. We're in the Midwest. The Bengals, the Falcons, Titans, and Panthers. Okay. Yep. Okay. I get that. Then the don't drink their town's water. I have the Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, and Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Um. And then I have the wishy-washy fan. If I will, if, if they're good, I'll go to the game. Give me the 49ers, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Los Angeles Chargers. That's in the most awesome conference. Most awesome conference. Okay, give us yeah. a blood alcohol conference. The, the BACs, the Brandana Athletic Conference. Yeah. Uh, in the Garbage Town Division, uh, mm-hmm. we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, Philadelphia Eagles, Baltimore Ravens, and Washington Commanders. The Florida Man Division, which is a little asterisk because it's got New Orleans Saints in it. But then I've got <laughs> give the, the tip. Hey, you know, it's not going to sure. work out perfectly. New, New Orleans moved to, to Florida. Uh, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jacksonville Jaguars, Miami Dolphins. Uh, and then the and then the next one is, is we're really America's team. And that's the Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers. Ooh, that's a, that, that's a good division. That's a good division. And then I've got your the leftover division because I was like, all right, you guys are last four. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me see if I let me see if I recognize what's missing. Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Yep. Um, uh, who else do we not have? Did you say the Ravens? I've already said the way they're in the garbage. Cardinals. Cardinals, you're right. Correct. Three for four. Um, and the last one is what would be the leftovers. I don't know what the last one is. The Denver Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Regionally exciting. Yes. No, that, that was that was good. What's your so what's the division to really look out for? I guess it would be that uh the shitty fan division or the intent asshole fan division. Yeah, Pats, Jets, Giants, Bills. No, no, no. I think I guess, yeah, I think yeah. we're really America's team. This is the team that's like, um, no, no, yeah. we're America's team. Yeah, Cowboys, Chiefs, Packers. Cowboys, Cowboys, Chiefs, Packers. Because those are all all those teams are like, we're the fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yours is uh, super more interesting. So we probably did that in the wrong order. But uh, <laughs> I just uh, AFC East. I just uh, I moved the Ravens into it. So you had the Patriots, Jets, Bills, and Ravens. AFC North, um, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, and at Colts now. Let's just kind of stay closer. Ooh. AFC West, um, everything stayed the same in the AFC West. Vegas Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs. The AFC South, um, Texans, Jags, Dolphins, Titans. So um, I think on that one, the only one, the Dolphins changed on that one. Yep. In the NFC, uh, the NFC East, Commanders, Giants, Panthers, Eagles. So the Panthers moving in there. The NFC North stayed the same. The NFC West, uh, 
Rams, 49ers, Cardinals, Seattle, uh, and then the NFC South. Saints, Bucks, Cowboys moving to the NFC South. Falcons. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, there's just like more geographical and get them closer, but <laughs> yours had cooler names though. <laughs> uh, all right, Neapolitan Showdown, bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree All right, Neapolitan Showdown. Best Michael Bay movies. Okay, I brought this up because I haven't seen a Michael Bay movie in the theater in a long time. I don't mean that for you to feel sorry for me. That has been intentional. Like it wasn't an overlook on my spot, but it was just like today the stars aligned and I was like, I'm going to go see Ambulance because Batman, the Batman is three hours long. So I went to see a Michael Bay flick in a theater. Oh, that's right. That is, I was like, what's Ambulance? I remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Ambulance with uh, the new Michael Bay movie. So it's just like, you know, this is him not doing, I think he, uh, yeah, this is him finally not doing the Transformer. So I was like, you, you have my curiosity. Let's see what's going on with, with Michael Bay technology and lens flares and close ups. I need, I need an update. So I uh, check that. So I was just like, I wanted to rank it just overall. What do we think? Are you guys Michael Bay heads? Like, are you watching like Miami Vice all the time? What's going on? No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no i'll keep it short like like tom um no i mean you know what here's the thing is is like it's it's good fluff like tv like if you're on a sunday afternoon maybe it's a non-dodgers you know afternoon and and a and and a michael bay like armageddon rolls in or just like let's watch some schlocky like action flick it's there's there's nothing better there it's empty calories give it to me I'll, I'll watch it here and there. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say there's nothing better. There's a lot better. Yeah. But in that moment in time, when you're just like, fuck it, let's just put it on. I don't really want to think all that hard. Give me a Michael Bay flick. Yeah, let's really flip some cars and stuff. Because it looks like, you know, not have to worry about the CGI. Like, I think it'll really be like, let's set up a bunch of cameras. Let's actually blow this stuff up. Let's roll these cars, see what it looks like. We'll yeah, see. yeah. All right. Not a, I'm not a Michael Bay fan either, but we're getting into it. We'll figure it out. My number three spot because I couldn't dig that deep to actually find something for my number three. I'm going with what I saw today. <laughs> Ambulance is my number three Michael Bay movie. It was, um, if you like seeing Jake Gyllenhaal go a little Nick Cage, like do a little crazy Nick Cage stuff. Uh, there's also like, it's this ambulance speeding down. And for like 30 minutes, it's like this EMT that's being told via FaceTime how to take a bullet out of this cop that's passed out and how to like stitch up his spleen in an ambulance that's going like 60 miles an hour with like helicopters chasing it. There was a time when I was just like, I'm kind of glued to this and my heart rate is kind of jacked, which is, I think what this is supposed to be doing. So I was like, yeah. it was a little edge of my seat. So I was like, all right, a bum, 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 little air horn for Michael Bay. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't spoil it. I don't want to know if they got it out of yeah, the screen or not. I know I can't. That's all I can say. Exactly. And, and wait, 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 Jake. Well, I know one of the guys is like a former military guy. Is yeah. that Jake? Are they both former military? No, just one. It's like uh, it's like bros that went two different ways in the woods. They're brothers, and they just like one kind of went to the military, and the other one followed in the family business. That family business being Robin Banks. Oh, and that's Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake he's Gyllenhaal. A big, yeah. He's the bank yeah, robber. He's, yeah, okay. he's doing his crazy Jake Gyllenhaal like wide eyes thing. So if you like a lot of wide eyes Gyllenhaal, then this is for you. Pass. No, thank you. <laughs> um, my number three. Maybe oh, we're absolutely. Good. 
we're gonna have overlap there's gonna <laughs> there's got it there's not that many movies when i had yeah. to, like i did take it i was like is this a michael bay so right. i was like thinking about him i do have a console bracket but i think it's like you know it's got like eight movies or something like that um my number three this might be higher on your list but i i enjoy this one i'm gonna go with the rock speaking of nick cage the rock is on here yeah uh sean that's connery my that's my number, number two. two yeah yeah, rock. makes sense makes which sense. is which is in, in ambulance they actually bring up the rock and they bring up bad boys it's hilarious like for a second because that happens in the first 15 minutes they ref like two cops are talking about that like, we should get out of here Come like on. in the movie bad boys and then <laughs> someone else is like they reference they reference the rock it's just like in the rock you remember sean connery says just like and the quarterback goes home and fucks the prom queen and i'm just yeah. like I didn't like I pulled out my phone. I was like, I'm pretty sure those are Michael Bay movies. Michael Bay is referencing the Michael Bay universe inside this Michael Bay movie. Like it's that's just- fun. I I now I'm kind of like an ambulance. Now uh, I'm like, yeah, I, I should put I, this I, higher. I thought it was gonna be like a Michael Bay bingo card. I was like, when's it gonna like mention is like Transformers gonna come up? Like are all of these movies gonna come up inside this one movie? Fuck yeah, Michael Bay. I no no more shameless than referencing your own two movies <laughs> within <laughs> that. Uh, my number two, seeing as though you gave up the rock for for your number two, yeah. Um, you mentioned it before, Bad Boys, Will okay. Smith, Mar- uh, Martin Lawrence. This is a really good flick. Taylor, I was in love with Taylioni mm-hmm. coming out of fucking out of out of uh, Bad Boys. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is the hottest woman on the face of the planet right now. She's great in it. Mike Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry, Will Smith, Mike Lowry. Will Smith, fantastic in it. Martin Lawrence, hilarious. I love him playing the, the family man. It's great. It's a great flick. It's, like I said, you don't have to think that hard. Just turn it on. Fucking let Will Smith and Martin Short, or Martin Mark Short. Now that's a buddy cop movie. Martin Lawrence, let <laughs> them do their thing. Uh, all right, so how do you have it scored so far through our number three or two before we get to our number ones? And what did you think about the slap? Let's Tom Fleming, the last <laughs> person on planet Earth, to finally weigh. Let's get in. a lot of answers out of you, Tom, right now. Will Smith slap. Oh, I'll say man. you. That's an entirely different conversation. Uh, yeah, a crappy situation as far as the slap is concerned. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was channeling himself in Bad Boys there, trying to plug uh, a return for Bad Boys Three. I don't. <laughs> four. Yeah. I think Bad Boys yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, three struggled. So I'm thinking, you know, oh, okay. trying to pick <laughs> up man, you know, baddest boy. <laughs> i'm gonna have to give uh a round uh, we'll split two and three only because brandon sniped you on the the rock the rock is probably my favorite uh michael bay film of all time that movie was amazing and it was on like friday afternoon television on tnt this week i wandered into it in the break room and watched 20 minutes of it so oh yeah that, yeah uh that one's got my heart um, so I'm going to score it as even we'll go single digits. It's two to two at this point. I like it. All right, perfect. With the one yeah. spot. All right. Uh, hit me with your console. Most awesome. Um, Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor sucked a little bit more than I love you. <laughs> um, and then Armageddon Armageddon's always funny. And, okay, and so Armageddon's, Armageddon's my number one. I knew okay, Armageddon so was going to be. I, I, of course you did. It's got a little bit hard. Like, I remember, I think I yeah. told this story before. I watched it on prom night. Like, we got back from the prom, and then, like, by, like, 
date had passed my girlfriend passed out or whatever and it was just on i hadn't seen it before and like cut to like it's two o'clock in the morning and when bruce willis shuts ben affleck in the tube and he's like i love you dad he's like take care of my girl he's like and he calls him dad and it's just like i'm just like in like my just prom zoot suit tux that i had rented just like <laughs> just like tears streaming down my face like i fucking love that movie and it, it is star studded i mean you have like you have Owen Wilson, you have yep. Michael Clark Duncan, you have um, Pullman, I think, right? One of the Bills. You have um, maybe the other one. You have um, Billy Bob Thornton's in there. I'm, yep. Forget like there's yeah there's a few other people. Liv there. Tyler. Let's not forget about Liv Tyler. Yeah, Liv Tyler's there. Obviously. Which one? Buscemi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Buscemi's yeah. There's Buscemi's just, like, in it. Whole, that whole yeah that whole group is is wild and awesome. Yeah, and I think you really also like it because you like Ben Affleck talking shit on the deleted scenes of it, talking shit about this is a fucking fantastic story. Do I like drunk Affleck being recorded? Like maybe the inspiration of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. like like this. There's nothing better. Like just half cocked me. Like it's so so. Michael told me it's. I was just like, it's easier to just take take oil men and teach them to be astronauts and teach astronauts how to drill and he's just like shut up ben <laughs> perfect yeah it, i that's peak affleck to me right there that's like yeah. on all cylinders i can do whatever i want and i'm and just just pulling pulling the veil behind and letting you see what's going on um what's on your console bracket don't say pain and gain no, i don't have any on my console bracket my number three i had to <laughs> i had to do a movie that i saw three hours ago. <laughs> I got shit for a console. That's true. That's true. Good point. Uh, my number one, uh, the great John Krasinski's in this 13 hours. About the them. Uh, yeah, this is a good movie. It's a good movie. The least Michael Bay movie of the three, the, the yeah, the six movies. Or, no, the three movies that we mentioned. Because we have the same lab. It's the best movie out of it. I, I really enjoy this story. Is that is that that's the Wahlberg one, right? Wahlberg no, Wahlberg is pain and gain. 13 um, hours is john krasinski and is it roy from the office i can't remember is he in this oh another guy from the office yeah. no oh no uh lee schreiber's brother oh no yeah roy's in this too boom nailed it got it uh there's our there's our one spots it's laid out there for you pretty who's your one? Oh yeah armageddon armageddon baby for sure <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you know, I have to admit that I haven't seen 13 Hours in its entirety. What I've seen of it has been good. Um, it's another one of those that you sort of wander in and watch 15 minutes of at a time, but I've never actually sat down and watched the whole thing. I'm going to have to give this one to Brandana. Ah! Oh. Armageddon is hard. Not- so good. Yeah. And don't talk trash about Pearl Harbor. I'm a World War II nerd and a fucking aviation nerd. I love that movie. Really? Cheesy as hell. It is cheesy as hell. Super cheesy as hell. Yeah. But the aerial scenes, like, in the actual attack on Pearl Harbor are phenomenal. Like, you can't help but be on the edge of your seat through that part. It's true. And and is it real that uh, that Cuba Gooding Jr., the cook, ran up on there and started manning the gun and just fucking nailing Japanese... Is that true for the most part yeah oh okay yeah he uh-huh. was i think post uh posthumously given a medal of honor for that damn it all right there goes yeah. my joke all right i guess it's real <laughs> fine 
<laughs> uh, Tom, thanks for jumping on, man. Appreciate you carving out the time. I know short notice, but always like give me getting you on here and giving down the basketball takes helps us bring it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I enjoy it. I appreciate the call. All right, guys. Been MAB Sports Podcast, episode 214. I want to thank Tom Fleming, especially on the short notice, jumping on the pod. Plenty more NBA talk to come. Tell us what's coming up next week, though, bro. Big pod. This is one of your favorite pods of the year. Oh, yes, it is. We've got we've got the mega draft pod. We're talking 30 some odd picks, 32 picks. My Detroit Lions, number two and 32. Yeah, 32. Feeling it, baby. Feeling it. Exciting. In real time, we all get to be Brandana and find out about these college players right before the draft. (laughs) Because I'm very excited. Guys, anything you want to tell us about the draft or you want to have us break something down on air, shoot us an email, mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. MVP of the weeks. Let me give mine to Erica. Got an MAB sticker on her laptop and also made your boy Brandana a website this weekend. Ooh, a a whole website? Why don't you plug that website, Brandana? BrandonDelaney.me. That's right. Dot M-E. Dot M-E. Yeah. Ooh, dot edu schooling you suckers out there <laughs> so, bah, 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 to erica thank you so much for that give a shout out it's my bip yeah, yeah. Uh, um i will go with uh my mvp which is scotty scheffler who won the masters today um yeah. scotty shot it well good on you sir i think that's his first masters if it's not sorry scotty i don't follow golf that much <laughs> that's right one thing you are, though, you're honest, bro. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Just call us Mab Lowry. Style, 